This is Relationship, a podcast presenting a gay look at traditional relationships and values with your hosts, the Cotellis. I am Marco. And I'm Tony. Hola. Hola. We are back for yet another week. Happy Wednesday. Happy Wednesday. Happy after our nine-year anniversary Wednesday. Mm-hmm. It's uh, been a pretty good month thus far, huh? It has. It's been very good. I'm very excited. So by the time this recording comes out, we will have been on our anniversary, I don't know, surprise. I don't know what you have in store for the whole thing. Nope. You but don't. you don't know what I have in store for the whole thing either. I have an idea. You have zero ideas. I have several ideas. You don't have any idea of what I've planned. I have three ideas. Well... I'm sure they're none of what you think. (laughs) Well, then you're not a good husband. I am a great husband, actually, (laughs) because I like to uh, surprise you, actually surprise you. Yeah, well, you're going to be surprised, too. Well, good. I like Mm -hmm. a surprise. No, you don't. don't You hate them. This is killing you. False statement. It's not killing me. I just don't think about it. Um, No, it's not killing me. But no, I don't like surprises. You're absolutely right. Mm -hmm. Just tell me what it is so I know what to expect. Nope. Like might even to, might even blindfold you this year. Uh, no, you won't. I might. No, you won't. I might. Uh, no, you won't. <laughs> um, yeah, because I need to know, like, what am I going to wear? Like, what do I have to wear to go to this thing? It's like, a, that, I just don't like surprises. Mm. I'm just that weird person that is not a fan of it. Mm-hmm. But my sister is the same way, apparently. Oh, I believe it. She doesn't like surprises either. She's like, just tell me everything. Because, I mean, like, for example, like a show, like, you can tell me what happens on the show. I'm still going to watch it. Nope. But I just need to know. Nope. I was with a coworker the other day, and he was like, there was this amazing show on Netflix, and in the end, it turns out they're all robots. And I'm like, well, now I don't have to watch that. <laughs> and I will never watch it. Like, the end. It's over. Oh, nope. that's unfortunate. Yeah. Don't, don't, no, don't do that. Don't spoil the surprise. Don't tell me I about would watch it. it. I totally watch it. Cause for me, it's more about like the cinematography than it is the story. Like I want to know like how it plays out on screen. That's why I'm like watching shows right now. Um, like sharp objects, for example, because I read the book mm-hmm. and it's like really good. So I already know what's going to happen, but like, I want to watch the show because I need to see what it's like, like how it plays out and what it looks like and all that stuff like that. I just need to know. Yeah, I mean, I get that, but even usually the show and the book don't, they're not exactly the same. They usually are, and if they're not, then I'm pissed. Yeah. I don't like that. (laughs) I'm not a fan of it. Well, you have fun with that. (laughs) Yeah, right? Well, how about we hop into our hashtag gay relationship goals for the week? Let's do it. Awesome. As a reminder, every week, Tony and I will pick a wonderful queer couple and highlight them as our hashtag gay relationship goals. Our hope is to bring these relationships to the forefront and give a sense of positivity and perspective to the gay relationship narrative. If you and your partner are interested in becoming our hashtag gay relationship goals, or if there is a queer couple um, or relationship that you admire and would like to bring to our attention, please reach out to us. Tag us on some of these adorable couples photos on Instagram, Facebook, or Twitter. Our handle is at podrelationship. Tony and I will take a look at these photos and posts and could potentially highlight you and your partner on an episode of the podcast. Show could. Um, so this week's 
uh, hashtag relationship, hashtag gay relationship goals. I'm sorry, y'all. I don't know why I messed that up. Um, <laughs> we are highlighting um, some Broadway divas. I'm super excited. They're really exciting. Um, I still so, have that song stuck in my head. Uh, yeah, ridiculous. <laughs> um, so this week we are highlighting the gorgeous relationship of Chris Rice and Clay Thompson. Uh, two Broadway stars that are magical in their own right, but together they are like the sun and the moon combined, right? <laughs> They're so exciting. Um, as we said, or as I said, um, both Clay and uh, Chris are Broadway actors. Um, you know, Clay has been in Matilda, which is super exciting because we saw Matilda on Broadway and it was mm-hmm. like probably one of the most magical plays I've ever seen in my entire life. It was definitely top two. Oh for my sure. God. It was incredible. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, like brings tears to yeah. your, like bring tears to your eyes. Mm-hmm. Kind of like amazing. It was like incredible. Can't imagine how much fun it would be to be in it. I know. Oh my God. I just, I like can't even think about it. Um, and then he was in Newsies and also Wicked. Um, and then Chris is a Broadway performer, of course. And then he's, um, I don't know, a lover of traveling, Disney, fitness, and baking desserts. <laughs> um, Sounds a lot like you. <laughs> I don't like Disney. <laughs> it's not that I don't like Disney. I'm just not a Disney fanatic. As a matter of fact, the park kind of gives me, like, hives. but the movies are fantastic and they're adorable but i just can't i can't get into that whole mickey mouse shit oh anyways you are more of a pixar guy yes correct (laughs) um no i so we are highlighting this couple because they are unfianced Mm -hmm. um and uh i like stumbled across their profile because um clay actually started following the pod relationship uh, instagram page um and so when i start doing my deep dive into who they are because i always do that everybody that follows i always look into and like figure out like who you are and who are you dating and what's going on and are you dating anyone and all that fun stuff um and then i noticed how adorable he and his fiance were and i started doing even more digging and i was like wait they're both broadway stars and then we watched their engagement video flash on mob proposal it's so fun and so we're singing the song ridiculous in our heads because that is what chris sang with all of his other performers to propose to clay it was fantastic it was so good it was so it well was done very lovely the editing was great the song was great the choreography was great um, the proposal itself was great. The aftermath, like everything about it, was all of just it is lovely, fantastic. So some of you uh, already know this, but I wanted to do a flash mob to propose to my husband, and I knew he would murder me if I did. So seeing this uh, was especially fun for me because I got to see somebody do it. I just don't <laughs> like attention like that. Like that no, you were even anymore. sympathizing with him and like, okay, okay, cut off the camera. Yeah, I was like, this is too much. Like I would be like, okay, like yes, thank you. You guys are. Still still applauding and you don't need to like go ahead go about your regular life you lives. literally said go on with your regular life <laughs> yeah, like the, i don't need all this oh god that just oh that just stresses me out even thinking about it um but yeah no i'm just not that person i just don't need that i don't I, it I, was super cute about. and it's a wonderful memory they'll cherish forever. the whole thing is lovely and it was recorded so like that's even better mm-hmm. but no i i personally don't need it but i think that it's i i like watching it like i like seeing that it happened to people i like, loved it it's lovely i thought it was great and i love this couple right mm-hmm. so like if you watch it like their video and then you look at their 
profiles, my God, they are stupid talented and Mm -hmm. so in love with each other. Mm -hmm. Like, every single post is like, oh my God, my gorgeous fiance this, and I love this man so much that, and all this stuff. And and it's just so fun to see two people so in love with one another, Mm -hmm. two, I mean, just over, I'm just ridiculously talented people. I just love it. I'm, yeah. I'm such a fan. I'm always happy when people find each other like that. Yeah. And they're cuties. Like, they're such little cuties. Like, they're amazing. I just like them. Like, they're just, like I said, just super in love. I just love gay love. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just think it's so good. Again, I think that the um, the part of the reason why we do this is because I think all too often... Um, society would have you believe that gay people are not capable of finding such love, um, that these things just don't exist or that they shouldn't exist or that it's not normal for it to exist between two men. Um, and or that, that it's not the same. Or that it's not the same. Mm-hmm. And I just love seeing that something like this happens like, and that it, it is normal and that you have people that are out there proposing, giving rings, like doing the most, showing these extreme scenarios of like how much they care about one another um, to a point where, uh, I don't know, it, it, it is present and it is, uh, like, you can feel it, right? Like, you mm-hmm. can sense it. Like, I like I watched all of that and I immediately knew their entire relationship and just mm-hmm. felt like I knew exactly how happy they were. Um, and I, like I said, just could not be more, I don't know, excited to be a part of that scenario. It was just lovely. Yeah, it's another great example. Um, and it's, you know, it's why this segment of the show exists, um, is to bring this to the forefront, like you always say. Like, that's that's the point. And this is another wonderful um, thing to look at. Like, you know, we we look at the the stats for our podcast, and, like, it's it's all over the world. It's all over the country. It's We're really excited about that. Sure. But what... What impresses me about that, the reason I bring it up is because there are people listening to this in places where that person's Instagram might be blocked. Yeah. And the government may have blocked their Internet access and they may have to be doing some sort of, you know, VPN tunneling or whatever to just be able to be exposed to this at all. Or it may be someone who lives in a small town and this is the only gay friends that they have is this show, you know. Um, And so to be able to show them that they can have this to show them that it exists um and you know the other people too who are like maybe feeling heartbroken or like it's never going to happen for them like to give them faith and to let them see that it does happen um and it does exist and not to give up um i think i think it's just great i love love i love this love i love love too um, I'm a huge fan of this couple. We are huge fans of this couple. Um, mm-hmm. And if you guys want to become huge fans of this couple as well, please, please, please follow them on Instagram. Um, as we were saying, um, you can follow them on IG. Clay is at Clay, C-L-A-Y, Thompson, T-H-O-M-S-O-N. And then his fiance is uh, Chris Rice, which is Chris Rice NY on Instagram as well. Um, follow the two of them, show them some love, let them know that the Cartelli sent you. Um, please go watch their proposal video because it's just amazing. And I promise you that you'll start singing the ridiculous yeah, song. Yeah, it's as so well. <laughs> catchy. It is so catchy. I'm probably going to do the dance moves after this commercial. Oh, you're going to dance, huh? Mm-hmm. That <laughs> will be a sight. <laughs> <laughs> can't wait um so all right we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna do something ridiculous <laughs> we're gonna try to solve the world's problems critelli style ridiculously <laughs> 
<laughs> See you in a bit. If you live in the New York City area and are looking for more relationship content, please join us for our monthly group meeting where we will discuss relationship topics with like-minded couples and singles within the community. Go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. That's shit with an exclamation point, not an I. Monthly meeting dates and various social activities will be posted on the page. This group will give you an opportunity to be a part of a larger dialogue focusing on important relationship topics and will help you to connect and have fun with others within our community. Again, go to meetup.com and search for relationship to join. We look forward to seeing you at our next meeting. When you wish upon a star Makes no difference who you are I don't remember the rest of the words after that. <laughs> that was lovely. Oh, thanks. You know how I do. <laughs> um, so speaking of... Um, now that you mention it. Yeah, now that you mention it, right? So today's episode is um, about wishing upon a star. So let me ask you a quick question. Do you feel like you're living the fairy tale that you envisioned for your life. Yes. Tell me what that fairy tale included. So, so when I thought about what I wanted for my life, I wanted to be able to help people. I wanted to be happy. Uh, I wanted to not worry about money. Um, and I was okay if that only included me but if it was going to include someone else that person would have to be funny and kind and nice to me and uh, smart and dedicated to their job and our future they would have to um, improve my life uh, and they would have to fit into my life they couldn't they'd have to fit into my value system um, and I do feel like I have all of that. Hmm. Yeah. Good. That's good to hear. Yeah. So this, this, uh, this week's episode is about the fairy tale that you had in your head and all the stuff you were fed or the things you made up, um, for yourself. And then the reality, um, of what, um, life actually is like. So it's dispelling that fairy tale. Mm. Um, and it's wonderful to have a fairy tale. It's wonderful to envision things. Um, but fairy tales are that. They're fairy tales. Um, and when you want to really have something true with someone, you have to make it real. You know, Pinocchio's got to become a real boy. <laughs> I'm a real boy. <laughs> um, so, you know, and, and so for me... I'm very fortunate in that I am living my fairy tale. Like this is this is what I had envisioned, but I've always been like my vision's never been gigantic. Like I don't want fame, and I don't want you know this crazy amount of money, and I don't want like you know my. It's not that my dreams weren't big, but they were. My dreams were mine, and I wanted them, and I made them, and I meant them, um, and now I have them. And sometimes it's about, like, what? how does the saying go? Um, not, 
what is it? It's want, well, it ends with wanting uh, what you have, right? Yeah, that's it. It's not about having what you want. It's about wanting what you have. Um, and and I, I'm lucky because I have what I want. I have what I've always wanted. Hmm. Um, so I guess I'm not good for this topic. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I think it, I think it's good. It's, I think it's good to see. I I feel I don't know. I don't feel like I'm living my fairy tale, but I do feel like I'm living a fairy tale, hmm. which is great. Um, I didn't necessarily have gigantic visions for my life or things that were going to happen. I don't know that I knew that I was going to get married. I didn't really care about the idea of getting married. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I thought I was going to have friends that were just going to, like, be there forever and, like, really, really strong. And I was going to be dependent and and around my friends forever in life. and I thought that that was just going to be a thing. I thought that I was going to be traveling a tremendous amount. I thought that I was not going to have to worry about money. I thought that I was going to be, I won't say like wealthy, but I thought I would be in like a very good financial position. Um, and most of those things are accurate, right? Like I, I do have, I do have most of those things. I guess I just, um, I don't know. I I guess I never really had because I always picture the next phase of everything. Like mm. I'm always preparing myself for the next step. Um, I never feel like I'm living a fairy tale because I'm like, no, I haven't gotten there yet. I don't think that my fairy tale will be completed until I'm like retired. And, yeah, and you keep adding chapters. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think that I'll ever, I don't think I'll ever be, like, feel complete behind it because um, uh, I will always, like, try to goal myself for more beyond that, beyond what I have. Um, But I think that what's dangerous is that a lot of youngins out there uh, try to, um, I don't know, I guess they try, they try to, like, project their fantasies or like their visions for what they want onto their partner and expect for it to come out that way mm-hmm. and then get mad and or disappointed with their partners when it doesn't look that way. Um, and, and I think that that's a little bit unfair. I think that's like super unfair because you got to remember if you had visions, your partner had visions too, right? <laughs> so, and if they're not projecting their visions onto you, then it's not fair that you do that to them. Well, and I think it's important to understand that there's a difference between a fantasy and a value. And it's okay to expect your values to be met in a relationship. Um, But you have to take an honest look at what is fantasy and what is value, right? So um, I want you to make me feel this way every single day. Well, Life happens. And sometimes you can't even make yourself feel that way, much less right. your partner. Sometimes you're tired and your feet hurt. Like, and that's just how it is. Um, you know, um, you know, to expect gifts all the time. Uh, that, so then you're going to be, what, dating someone who can afford to give you those gifts all the time. But are those gifts really what you wanted? Like, what about the person's personality? What about how they treat you when you're sick? What about how they treat your family? What about... 
you know, if they like your friends, like there's all kinds of other aspects to your life, right? So is that, is the gift giving a value or is it a fantasy? And and maybe it is your value. Maybe it is. Um, and that's okay if that's the route you want to go. Um, but that wouldn't make me happy. Yeah. I wouldn't want that. No, I mean, I always expected myself to be very independent. Like that was always, I never expected to get anything from anybody. But I did always expect, I, I don't know, like I said, I did always expect that there would be some element of like, financial freedom like i don't i I don't like the idea of counting pennies and things like that like that just drives me crazy i just want to swipe my card for stuff and like that'll be a thing and i don't and that's why i'm in charge of the budget i know (laughs) but but here's my thing i just always wanted to know that there i wanted to know that there was always money in the account and that i could essentially go and deal with whatever and look we are in a great financial position the best financial position that we've ever been in in either one of our lives um but you know we still have to budget and we still have to figure out how this is happening and we have to make way for that to happen and things like that too those things are always there Mm -hmm. right We, we have a lot of that to worry about so um and i just don't necessarily love that because i but it's normal it's life right like i like again that was a fantasy that i built up a long time ago (laughs) and um i you know and i'm fine with it like i'm happy i'm i love our lives that's why i'm fine with what like i love our life like our lives like we're doing fantastic like again professionally when i think about where we came from professionally and what we are doing right now professionally i'm like i literally want to erect statues in both of our likenesses because we have <laughs> literally accomplished so much mm. and it's like so exciting you know again financially we're doing great in a relationship capacity we are doing great there is i feel like we are the realest with one another than we've ever been in our entire relationship mm. with each other and i love that um we are having very frank and open and honest and just very pointed and specific conversations about the present and the future. We don't really dwell too much on the past. No. Um, but we definitely are talking a little bit more about that. So I love that that part of the fantasy is being fulfilled. That makes me happy. Um, but when can- do you think... I'm sorry. I, I no, go ahead. I do mean to interrupt. Um, but do you think that fighting, uh, which would probably not be a part of anyone's fantasy, do you think that that is a normal part of a relationship? I think disagreeing is a part of a relationship. Mm-hmm. I think that that's normal. I, like, I, I, I would expect that because you and I, we literally approach life completely differently. Mm-hmm. So there's no way that we're going to be able to, like, just be harmonious all day, every day. Mm-hmm. This is not a thing, right? Yeah. Um, and I think that's an important feature. Like, in no fantasy, do you, there's, there's no Disney film where they're disagreeing about anything, right? They fall in love and that's the end. And there's no, like, it doesn't focus on um, what happens after that, right? Yeah, no, Ariel's probably mad because Prince Eric doesn't pick up his clothes off the floor. And, you know, I'm almost certain that Cinderella and the prince you know, had arguments about uh, how much money she spends on clothes. He thinks she should be nicer to her sisters. Right. <laughs> right. You know, like all of this stuff happens. Like, I'm sure of it. You know, Mr. and Mrs. Incredible, 
definitely had well, now issues they, now, about now they showed they showed some family conflict there. Yeah, there's quite a bit of family conflict. They, they showed some family conflict. conflict and, yeah. Yeah, but like there are things, there are disagreements that are going to happen all the time. And I don't know that I ever thought about it. I knew that I did not want a very conflictful. I did know that I did not mm-hmm. want that. But I expected us to not necessarily um, agree all the agree time. all the time. I will say that I expected us to have a little bit more adventures than what we do have. Mm. I expected there. I expected a little bit more openness and like just to like let's just do it kind of mentality from the two of us that um that doesn't exist and it's i won't say it's disappointing but it's kind of like oh shucks like i would really like for that to be a part of the scenario and i don't know when that will change i have a feeling it will change probably when the finances change and all that stuff like that too but i kind of just expected like you know, I always say, like, I just want to take you back to Paris. And you're like, I don't want to go to Paris. And, you know, like, I, I, I didn't expect that. Mm. Like, I didn't expect, I expected, like, uh, well, sure, let, let's go to Paris. Let's, let, like, let's experience it. Like, let's just, like, go on a weekend and just, like, be there for 48 hours and then just come back. Like, like I, I, I expected, like, an adventure. I expected, like, a, hey, guess what I did? Like, I booked us, like, a camping trip that we're getting ready to go on in, you know, next weekend. So, like, don't plan anything because this is just going to be fun. Like, I expected, like, spontaneity and, like, because you're not spontaneous. No, I'm super planning. Yeah, you're not spontaneous and you're not very, and this is not a dig and this is not shade. Oh, here it comes. But you're not very um, out of the box thinking, like, everything for you is very, like, black and white. Like, so you're not necessarily, like, programmed to think of, like, in an adventurous type of scenario. Like, or, like, try to, like, do things. Like, even with your meals that you cook, it's very, like, rice, vegetables, chicken. <laughs> but it's not, like, fun chicken that's tossed and this and flambéed and that and done like this and all this other stuff like that. Like, it's not very, like extra it's just very to the point um and so for me i kind of expected a little bit more spontaneity and adventure um to happen and uh that's not necessarily the name of of our game Hmm. so the spontaneity comes by way of me so then that was the third part of um sort of this segment which is so what's missing right so what what in the fantasy was um not what in the fantasy is not part of the reality that you would still like it to be part of the reality? And so it sounds like that's part of it for you. That's literally the only thing. Hmm. And I think for me, it's um, it's only because... But again, I think that we're in this really fantastic way where, like, you know that you're not adventurous or spontaneous. So you, like, revert to, like, my opinion where you're like, do you have any ideas? Or like, or what are your suggestions? Like, you you try to like pick my brain so that you have a better understanding of how to make it happen, um, because you know it's something that I do seek. Mm-hmm. So I, I do think that you you try a little bit, mm. which is good. What about you? What's missing from the fantasy that you want? I would say that there are things that are in the reality that I never knew were part of the fantasy. That's more of my experience. So like the video game playing. Um, that was never like, it was never a two player game. It was always a one player game. And so I never thought that I would enjoy two player. Like I just, 
I never thought that part of a great relationship would be playing video games together. Like, I just never thought that that was my thing and it was always going to be my thing. So for us to have that, for us to actually, like, for me to go to Best Buy, which is my favorite store in the world, <laughs> uh, for me to go there and to look for two-player games and to, like, pick up something that looks interesting but put it down because it's a one-player game, um, that is uh, very strange like i never thought that would be part of my reality Hmm. um you know my my other realms of nerdiness uh you know i always thought that they would be like put to the side or you know stuck in some other room or put in storage only to ever come out to be given to a child like you know i just i always thought that um and that's not the case like our apartment is full of what you call tchotchkes and i call decorations um definitely not decorations they are decorations (laughs) of of you know just various nerdy things things from comic books things from different stories things from video games things from you know science just stuff that i think is is interesting you know we have a clock that is instead of being you know one through 12 it's mathematical equations and the numbers equal the hour that they're supposed to be on like I just think that's super fun. Well, um, and like, and I mean, sorry, I'm interrupting a teeny bit, but like, I'm, I fell in love with the guy that liked that stuff. So why in the hell would I like take that stuff away from him? Mm-hmm. You know? So like, you know, I always, there are times where you're like, I feel like this shield should go in our living room. And I'm like, mm. <laughs> our living room is already decorated and kind of has a look to it. So no, it's, it can't fit into our living room, but I have no problem putting it in our bedroom. Like mm-hmm. let's put it on display in our bedroom and make it like a thing in our bedroom. Cause it's really, really cool, you know? And then sometimes I lose the fight too, because I'm like, I like you can't have your little tchotchkes like on display in the living room. And then if you looked up in our uh, living room on top of our like TV stand and like whole wall unit, there's like what I like 30 some odd like amiibos that you've bought in like that you bought in that's not a word that you've bought over like a time period mm-hmm. um that are up there that like I'm like whatever that's this thing like it's not a big deal to me like it doesn't matter to me so you know I'm not and I we even have a glass case at the very front of our door that's like a display for all of your toys and your touch not all of them because you have way more than that but <laughs> enough for it to like be fun and cool and like you to have them on display and like be proud of it and like love it and things like that because I want to give that to you. I think it's really important. Yeah, and I just I just never thought like again, I just always thought that would be my thing and it would be what it would be and one day I would just have to get a man cave. Like I just figured that's what would happen. So there there's more things uh in there than I like we host and we have game night. And I think it's probably my favorite part of our relationship. Um, I absolutely love it. I love when we have people over and we cook and we make these like not ornate meals, but these like, you know, several courses and there's like themes to them. And, um, you know, and then we bust out the board games and people are laughing and having a good time. Like, I love it. We have like if we stacked up our board games um, like top to bottom, it would be taller than both of us put together, like at least as um, tall as the Eiffel Tower. Definitely not that. <laughs> um, but it would probably go pretty close to the ceiling um, because we have lots of things that we like to do. And I just love that. I never that was never part of my fantasy. And again, it's my favorite part of our relationship. So mm. for me, it's it's 
different. Again, I'm I'm no good for this segment um, because for me it's different. Like I'm getting more than I thought. Uh, I'm I'm getting more than what I wanted, and that's a great place to be. Um, you know, so I'm very I'm very content by myself, um, but I'm very happy with you. Mm. I agree. And please let the record reflect. First of all, that is like super sweet what you just said. And please let it be known that like I am 100% happy with my relationship. Mm -hmm. Like I am beyond happy. There are just parts like and not even parts. There's just that part of it that I'm like, I really. And the only reason why I even brought that up is because I want to experience those things with Mm -hmm. you. I love it when you and I are on vacation with each other. Mm -hmm. We are so in sync Mm-hmm. And having fun and lighthearted and laughing and giddy and exploratory. And like we have a fantastic time together with one another. Some of our best moments together have been when we have been out of our everyday element and we've gone off somewhere and ha- gotten an opportunity to experience life together in a different place. Like that's some of our best times together with one another so i thought we would just be doing it a little bit more because we know how much it is good um but i'm still happy with you even though it doesn't happen as frequently as i thought it should Mm -hmm. like like i'm still happy i just want it to happen more because we have such a good time with it because and and i think it's like fun i always say you know you know that vacation me is a fun me like we have a good time we're both tightly wound we both get like sucked in i'm not tightly wound you're tightly wound with work you like to think that you're not, but work gets to you sometimes. You're a little stressed out. You come home and you need to sit on the couch and kick up your feet because you just worked a long shift and you did things and you were in different, you know, environments and you had to deal with different people, people that may not have necessarily, um, I don't know, delivered the way that you thought that they were going to deliver when you visit this place or that place and things like that. And so it takes a little bit out of you when you get home. It takes a little bit out of you. And so you need to decompress and kick your feet up and like play your video games. And if that wasn't true, then you wouldn't need those things. And so I would love an element of being on a vacation because there's nothing to worry about. It's just us and some fun and some environment and and just an opportunity for us to like reconnect and be together with each other. And I just want a little bit more of that because I think that it's a good time. Hmm. That's all. But I think, you know, to wrap this up in a Tiffany's bow, like I like to say, um, the fact of the matter is it's always great to have goals, but try to not have expectations because Mm. it's really difficult for a person to live up to your personal expectations. I would set expectations together as a unit because that way you both are operating within the same frame of mind. Um, but don't have individual goals for what you think the person that you're dating needs to be and how they need to treat you and things like that, because it's not fair. I think you need to start out with a clean slate and an open mind and just figure out an opportunity to like discuss it with each other and say, like, what do you like? What what? what would you like to see us do and like accomplish together with one another and then set goals together as a, as a unit. So then that way you both have something to look forward to as opposed to you doing it by yourself and then expecting them to hop on board. Hmm. 
And I would say that you can look up and wish upon a star, or, and that's fine, um, and at some point look around you and realize you're also standing on one. Hmm. Wow, powerful. That's good. Yeah. That's what I would suggest. That red wine makes you very intellectual. (laughs) It's it's not a completely accurate um, simile because, you know, we're technically on a planet. We won't get into red dwarves and all that, but whatever. I I don't think we're going to dissect it that much. (laughs) (laughs) But it was good. I like it. Awesome. Uh, There you go. Let's take a short break. What do you think about that? I think that's a good idea. Awesome. We'll be right back, y'all. Hey, folks. It's your favorite host, Tony. And Marco. We need a favor. Please stop what you're doing right this very moment and head to your podcast directory and rate and review relationship. We know, we know. It's a big ask, but we need your help in getting the word out about the podcast. And your reviews are the best way to make that happen. So, if you have two minutes, go ahead and give us a five-star rating. Then, write a review and tell everyone about how much you love our voices. Or how we're your favorite hosts. Or that this really important conversation is helping you along the way. Just a few ideas, in case you get writer's block. (laughs) Anyways, we appreciate your help and thank you for the support. Your participation will only make relationship better. We're going to get back to the show now, but we love all of you. Thanks. Thanks. It is our nine-year anniversary week. Woo-woo. It's kind of exciting, huh? It's very exciting. Can you believe we've been together for nine years? Only when you remind me. <laughs> it's such a long time, though. Like, it's that's quite a commitment. <laughs> I don't think it's nearly long enough. I mean, clearly we have more years to go, but my God, like nine years together. I, it only... I only... <laughs> it only makes me... Um, and like really think about it when I think about the fact that I was 25 when I met you. That is the only time that I'm like nuts behind. I'm like, oh my gosh, like 25 years old. Like I was a child. And it's been nine years and yet you're 40. Yeah. That, <laughs> one, that joke didn't land. Two, you really oh, need to landed. go back to school. Because clearly math does not work for you. <laughs> I'm good at the maths. Uh, yeah, all evidence to the contrary. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's just crazy to me. Like, 25 years old, like, that's just nuts, you know? That, again, nine years ago, it's crazy. So, I don't know. I just wanted to... So, th- I mean, clear, this is the week of our anniversary, right? Mm-hmm. Our nine-year dating anniversary, not our wedding anniversary. That's in October. Right. Um. So, celebrating nine years together with one another. Um. For this episode, I wanted to, I don't know, kind of have uh, a trip down memory lane. lane. I did not even land that correctly, right? Um, Kind of like my math. Exactly like that. Um, No, just have a nice little trip down memory lane and just talk a little bit about some of our favorite memories of uh, nine years together, right? Mm, Reminiscence row. Yeah, let's see. It would be cool if we could get nine memories to talk about. Oh, Um, are you going to keep track? I'll do my best. (laughs) So the first memory I wanted to talk about, because it was the first one that came to mind uh, for me, was... So Tony and I are 
huge Harry Potter fans. Mm-hmm. You could say that we're Harry Potter heads. Expelliarmus. <laughs> Oculus repair. <laughs> My uh, glasses ain't broken. <laughs> I can see you. Um, we're huge Harry Potter fans and consistently, like, I mean, when we were living in Florida, you and I used to have Harry Potter a thons. What do you mean when we were living in Florida? We had one like six months ago. I'm talking about <laughs> memory. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. Back from back well, I remember day. six months ago. <laughs> That's about as far as you can remember with oh, all your stop. old age. Um, yeah, so we would have Harry Potter at thons and we would get together and just literally watch movie after movie after movie after movie and everything. I never read the books. Did you? I, did you? Ever I read, read the a books? couple of them and I wasn't in love, so I didn't finish them. Yeah. I always thought that reading the books was going to ruin the experience for me. Which is interesting because you never feel that way about anything else. Yeah, I know. You will read and read and read and then see the movie. I trust J.K. Rowling because I feel like she is magic, but (laughs) pun intended. But um, I just don't know that I think that, um, I don't know, I just, because I'm not really into fantasy that much. Well, that's what I was going to say is what's really interesting for me is like you're not into fantasy sci-fi like you don't like to suspend your disbelief and it's it's like my go-to so for us to have a fantasy thing in common is interesting yeah i don't know it's kind of weird but um we love harry potter and one year for my birthday i think it was my 27th birthday maybe it was your 40th birthday yeah that joke didn't land the first time and it didn't land a second either um so for i think it was my 27th birthday we you took me to to orlando orlando and we went to the wizarding world of harry potter Mm -hmm. do you remember that Mm -hmm. it was such a fun trip i mean we stayed in a hotel well, first we got to the hotel and we couldn't check in, so we just hung out in the parking lot for a while. Yeah, for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And then this is when we were drinking like fish, so we decided to go to the store and get flavor. What it was like the no, 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 no. We came prepared with flavored vodka. We had to go to the store to get cups. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we used to back in our heyday. It was really popular to drink what was it the was it it wasn't smirnoff it was three olives three olives oh my gosh three olives loopy flavored vodka what was the mountain dew one what was it called i don't remember what it was called but yeah so there was there were different ones that you would get and essentially you would mix them with sprite and they would taste like these fantastic flavors so loopy was a really fun dude it was called dude i don't even have to look it up i remember that's true it was called dude loopy tasted like fruit Fruit loops Loops. the bottom of the bowl of fruit loops after your saturday morning cartoon it's true yeah so that tasted like that Dude tasted like Mountain Dew. There was a cherry which one. Which was so good. There was a grape one. There was cherry grape. There was, it was blueberry. It was a bunch. There was a lot. And yeah. I remember our really good friend, um, Manzella, he used to always get, was it wasn't coffee, but he used to get some other ones too that would be fun. And every party he would throw, he would have those. Anyways, during our trip, we're drinking all of these so much, so much sugar is inside of those. Well, let's not forget the vodka. Like, there was so much vodka in that vodka. That's a very valid point. It's <laughs> a very valid point. Um, and so we, like, drank our, drank our faces off in the hotel. No, no, no. We drank our faces off in the parking lot. 
Well, and then in we the got hotel. into the hotel and we put ice in the sink because we were trashy. And in the tub. And the tub. And we put the alcohol in there. And then we went to the theme park. Yeah. Yeah. Classy. Yeah, so classy. classy. Not, was 20s not early 20s at all. It's when my body could like <laughs> make stuff like that happen. But your wallet couldn't. <laughs> totally. Totally. Um, so that was so much fun. And then we went to the park and that was so much fun. And we stood in line. Do you remember, do you remember waiting in line and Dumbledore was like talking about something and you couldn't wait to pee anymore? No, I was done. And we, and we literally had to leave the entire line. Like we were like, you know, at those places, like you wait like three hours in line. We were at like Mark 245 (laughs) and you were like, I cannot anymore and we left the line and thank god when we came back we were like listen we were in this room we were this far in that room yeah. he had to pee it was a choice between wetting everyone or getting back in line and they let us cut and they let us cut that yeah. was so nice it was very very kind i well damn you and your squirrel bladder no and it's only when i drink that's what i was gonna say that's anybody who hangs out with me or knows me knows that like i'm good until i drink alcohol and then the second i literally rent it and every seven minutes on the dot i have to use the rent is due and it's no and it doesn't matter where i'm at or like, what it is or what happens or what's going on you could on. have a thimble full of wine it would still be and true. It, it would still make it happen, mm-hmm. and I did that. So that was so funny. I mean, we went to Ollivander's, and we got our wands We got made. our wands, yeah. Well, we had our wands. Not mm-hmm. made, but we got them picked out. We had got, butter beer. I got Narcissa Malfoy's wand. Mm-hmm. You did. And you did. got um, Sirius Black's. Very good. It took Snape. you a minute. I was going to say Snape's for a second, but... Um, but you got Sirius Black's, which was really cool. I got I still Narcissus. Need, I still need the Elder Wand. I got Narcissus only because, I, and mind you, I am definitely um, not a Slytherin. Slytherin. But you, it was pretty. It was. It was like you bought it because it was pretty. It was elegant. Come on, don't yeah, it. You bought it because it was pretty. Elegant. It was so cool. So I got <laughs> Narcissus Malfoy's wand. Um, we drink butterbeer, which, uh, by the way, anybody who ever don't had drink the thought butter of beer. getting butterbeer, don't. No, it's literally butter and beer. Yeah, it's disgusting. It's like the most appropriately named thing on the it's planet. So and terrible. It's horrible. I can't even imagine that it's those horrible. children I... were drinking it in the movies. Well, I mean, they weren't children at the time. They were. They were no. still in a boarding school when they were drinking it. But they were of age. No. Yes. I don't know what of age means. They didn't have fake IDs when they went in that bar. They weren't 21 when that was happening. That's but not maybe the that, rule everywhere I was going to say, I don't know what of age means. Mm-mm. But That's know. just here. It's just and that's weird. actually only recently here. But it's been like that for uh, some time now, not oh, recently. D- it used to be 18. Yeah, like way back in the day. Not way back in Probably the day. When you were like, what, a toddler? Oh, jeez. Yeah. See, anyway. That's how, a, that's how an old joke works. Um, not cleared for landing. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, no one's amused by that either. Several people laugh. I doubt it. Anyway, <laughs> you don't know. It was such. You a, have a um, laughometer on this show, but don't I? No. Um. So it was. It was a fun experience. It was just so much fun because, like, we, I, like, the two of us literally acted like children. Like, literally, running I wasn't around, acting. Literally <laughs> running around diagonally. Um, which was fun. What did he say? <laughs> Diagonally. Diagonally. <laughs> um, it, it was, was fantastic. It's just really unfortunate that the butter beer made me really sick. 
and I nearly emphasis on nearly not did but nearly no I nearly threw up on the people underneath us when the dragon came and attacked during the ride so better out of the attic than out of the basement home (laughs) I'm just glad it stayed in the house yeah right um uh, yeah so that was a very that was a thing that was it was fun it was Mm -hmm. a I don't know it was just a very good time for the two of us it was good um, um, and we met famous people on that trip. We did in the hot turb. In the hot turb. That was really fun. Yeah, we met actors and actresses. I mean, I wouldn't necessarily classify them as like famous, but I they didn't were say people. Famous. And you did. You literally just I said, said actors and actresses. I didn't say famous. You said famous people, and they were definitely actors and actresses i don't know that fame is definitely well the first girl to die in the hunger games and then the kid was in piranha double d so (laughs) you know actors (laughs) they've acted Uh, more than you have (laughs) i don't know about all that i've got some credits um so yeah so that was a fun memory Mm -hmm. um and then i was actually reminiscing the other day we were i was actually thinking about when we got her baby boy Halo. Mm. Do you remember that whole experience? I remember the three stops in quick succession, and the final stop that led to Halo. Well, let's—I mean, let's go before that. Do you remember? I was begging. I mean, so you had just moved in, mm-hmm. and I was not working at. Well, you had just moved in, and I had been begging for a dog. Mm-hmm. I was. I desperately wanted a dog. Yeah, you had baby fever, and you were like, absolutely not. And I was like, come on, come on. I've done a research, like done the research for the dog that I want. And I know exactly, exactly which one it is. And I just want to get the dog. And you're like, no. So finally, I wasn't working at the time. And I was and you had said, like, let's go get a dog. Like, well, you said, let's go look at one. At like, like, let's go look at them. So I had. I, there are a few people that are going to judge me while listening to this, but there had been a breeder. I might be one of them. There had been a breeder that, because um, I desperately wanted a Labradoodle. Oh, the Australian Labradoodle. And so the breeder had the Australian Labradoodle. The weird married man who growled at his children. Yeah, and so we went um, over to see the dogs. And the dogs were adorable. They just weren't the type of Labradoodle that we wanted. And no, also they were they super were, sweet like all animals. They were like $2,700 or something crazy like that. I mean, yes, they yeah, were. They were like pretty expensive. They were. But, but they were gorgeous dogs. They were cute, but they weren't what we wanted. No. And then we went to another pet store to go look at them. And that's and when we, we found that little gal Labradoodle. Because we had decided, remember, we had talked about it. Like if we were to get a dog. Had to be a girl. Because we wanted to get a girl. Because they were all boys in the apartment. Yes. There was, you, me, and Diesel. Yeah. And so we sausage wanted a fest. female. Yeah. And so we went and saw. a. We wanted a snossage fest. A, okay. <laughs> And so second joke landed. Oh, I don't know where in the Bermuda Triangle, maybe never to be in seen Jersey again. somewhere, never to be seen again. Um, so then we saw her and she was gorgeous. She was golden and she was a cutie. But you she had. So Labradoodles have very interesting hair. Types. Wait, wait. Are you talking about the tiny white rat? She wasn't white. I don't know what memory you're, you're talking about. The tiny rat. She was golden, but she had. So Australian uh, Labradoodles have different hair types. And hers was just a little sparse. For you're your talking liking. about the rat. And you did not like that. And I agreed, but she was very reasonably priced. But she, she just was not cheap into it. and she was cute, but she was 
cheap and cute. Yeah, she wasn't that was the a, dog. She was cute. She was gorgeous. She was so you cutie. are talking about the rat? Yeah, she was a cutie, <laughs> but we were just not into it. And it was so funny because we went to a third one, and the entire time you're like, "We're not getting a dog today. We're not getting a dog today." And I was like, "That's fine." And I was like, "Well, let's go home." And you're like, "Let's go check one more place." And I was like, fine. "I blame myself." So we went to another pet store, and we walked in, and there was this cute little fluff ball. That was inside the walls. And I saw him as soon as I came in. And I was like, oh my gosh, Tony, look at this dog. And as I go to point him to you, he was gone. Remember? And This bitch. <laughs> she will forever. I never call women that. But this bitch. I, he was... And she will always be this bitch. Bitch. Oh my god! And he was gone, and I was, I was like, oh my gosh, what happened? Like, I know I didn't imagine this gorgeous dog that was in there, and then and all of a sudden, the staff member I turned, and she has him in her hands. She sprayed him with like a baby powder cologne, uh-huh. and she's like, "Did you want to hold him?" And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" As she put him in your arms, so of course I'm like snuggling all over him and mm-hmm. loving on him, and he was so cute. And then she's like, you guys should come inside the playpen area and play with mm-hmm. him. And, and that's when I caught her name tag, which was this bitch. You were so bad. <laughs> and then you sat down on the bench because there, like, there was benches that lined the whole room. And you sat down on the bench and she sat the dog next to you. She sat him on the floor. No, she sat. And he was playing with that rag. You remember? He had that little rag and he was playing with it. And you were like into him and playing with him and then he just kind of like sat down and looked up at me and climbed himself up uh-uh. she didn't put him up there. he did not climb up because he climbed I rem- himself you got to remember he was like eight weeks he was low teeny bench. tiny it, it was wasn't low that low no it was a normal bench anyway the dog ended up on the bench initially she sat him next to you and the two of you were sitting next to one another and i, and I looked and i was like oh my gosh these you were like not even facing him mm-hmm. you were just sitting next to him but i was watching you guys like sitting next to each other and i was like oh my god this is the cutest thing i've ever seen in my entire life and then you put him on the floor okay and then that's when he started playing with the, the rag, rag and all that okay. stuff like that and okay. we started interacting Fine. with him and i was like i was uh, obsessed with him like i thought i was like this is the absolute perfect dog. And you were like, uh-huh. And then she came back in and she's like, so what do you guys think? And I was like, he's cute, but we can't get him. And you looked at me and you go, do you love him? And I was like, of course I love him. <laughs> what kind of dumb question is that? And you're like, you really like him. This is the dog that you want. And I was like, yeah, but you said we're not getting anything. And then you looked at her and you said, we'll take him. And can you replicate the noise you made? No. But <laughs> I'll long, try. Long Hang on. Story, let me try. No. Listeners, don't, don't, listeners tune in. Don't Ready? subject our listen, listeners to that it nonsense. It was this. Because you are definitely going to be off pitching. Here it comes. But no, essentially, I said, <laughs> I was like, I was like so shocked, but I started crying. You were and, cry talking. Oh my God. And you were like, if you love him. And I was like, cry. I've, you know, really again, start crying. And we already had a name picked out and everything. Mm-hmm. So we already knew exactly what it was. So it was just lovely. And he was, and then he got in the car and we started playing. And we played the song that is his name Halo and it was too loud and he got scared and we had to turn it down. Yes. <laughs> and then we brought him home and took as many pictures of him as we possibly could. Oh, hit our little ferocious fluff ball. I, you know, my favorite part of that story, that's a wonderful story. My favorite part of that story 
is what happened like every time we walked him oh after that. Gosh. No, not that. Not the not the problems we had. Not that. You're it talking was, about people stopping. It us. was literally the people pulling over because their children were in the car and refused to let their parents drive an inch further without letting them see. And I quote, "The teddy bear that someone wished to life." Because he literally looked like a little teddy bear. He literally looked like some child made a magical wish that came true, and their teddy bear came to life. So like that is our. What he was. Our dog is a Labradoodle mixed with a Golden Retriever. So he is, his dad was a Golden Retriever and his mom was a Lab and Poodle mix. And he came out very golden, very, very golden. Blonde and curly. Yeah, yeah. but his hair was, when he was a baby, he was like super like gold mm-hmm. um and his hair was like super long and it like covered his eyes and all you could see was this big like teddy nose. bear nose mm. and these big floppy ears and he was just so gorgeous we'll have to post a picture oh my gosh he was my favorite and i was just i was obsessed with him and uh and he was so good and he i mean literally one of the best gifts ever we got him on November 13th of 2010 I remember mm-hmm. because it was right before Thanksgiving and it was the 13th which was a month anniversary for us mm-hmm. and um, I, I will never forget that and he was amazing do you remember <laughs> training him uh, I remember how challenging it was for me to train him because you were a little too <laughs> rough for him, uh, on him for my life. wasn't too rough on him because <laughs> our dog is kind of a little bit of a wimp and he was scared of stairs and things like that. And Tony was trying to like drag him downstairs and I couldn't be around. It I was teaching him how to take himself to the bathroom and you were freaking out. It was, no, <laughs> I, it was, it was so sad. It was hysterical. You like had to walk away because you were crying. I was going to cry because I was like, no, because he's and my trust baby. trust me, everyone, he's fine. Oh, he's so good. <laughs> he's such a baby. Now I'm like, oh my God, he, like somebody take him away from me for a little He bit. loves stairs now. He's good. He's, he enjoys them he's immensely. So he trips over them, but oh he loves gosh. them. And he's still lazy. You remember when he was a puppy? I would take he's him not lazy as low stamina. He is. Oh my god! Seven minutes into the walk, he's like Done. laid out on the Done. sidewalk, and that's literally been a thing forever since he's been a puppy. Yeah. He yeah. he just literally cannot walk long distances. He has no stamina. Five minutes later, he's ready to go again, but he yeah. has no stamina. He's oh my god! He's such a cutie. I mm-hmm. freaking love that dog. That is my baby boy. Mm-hmm. I am obsessed with him. That's a good one. Um, yeah, I don't know. He, I love him. That was a good memory. You know what I remember is, um, do you remember Jade's first birthday? Oh. So Marco's brother, Troy, who I enjoy immensely uh, harassing on this podcast. Uh, he is one of one of the hosts of Fried Bologna. Um, and I really like uh, giving him crap. But that is, that is my fifth brother. Um, and he has a daughter named Jade. And she is everything to all three of us Mm. um, and to many, many other people. She probably should have a social media presence because she would have a ton of fans. Um, She's adorable. She's super cute. She's fantastic. She is sweet. She's entertaining. She She is the most perfect child. She's a perfect baby. Literally. She's a perfect baby. And she's she's well beyond baby Personality. She's got attitude. She got a walk. She's got she hair. Dances. She dances. She's, she's cute, like all um, adorable babies are, gosh. but like to the tenth power. Like she's just amazing, and loving, like just mm-hmm. the cutest, most loving. Like mm-hmm. oh my gosh, she's just everything. Mm-hmm. That's my baby girl. Yeah. 
So we were there shortly after she was born, but I think the memory that really sticks was her first birthday. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't, um, you know, there was a big ish first birthday but i think the thing that i remember is when the three of us you me and troy like went to get her a little cake and little uh streamers and like decorations for the wall and uh sat her in her high chair and she had the cake and there was literally like this little streamer of candles on the wall and Mm -hmm. this little happy first birthday thing and it was i mean she had an amazing first birthday with all these important people, but she had this extra first birthday with us mm-hmm. uh, that was just so incredible. And I can still remember her little hands diving into that cake. <laughs> she loved it. <laughs> and she still loves things that taste like that to this day. She she's, loves it. I know. I have, to, I have to bake her some cupcakes and send them to her because she begged me to uh because they're her favorite they're her favorite mm-hmm. and she loves them she's so cute so she's oh that is but i remember cool. that i remember that trip i remember like i remember every night of that trip i remember like the late night waiting for pizza um yeah, yeah i remember us walking over to the little plaza to get her cake but then we also got like a bunch of decorations and i remember the conversations you and i had like doing that i remember troy's face when we were singing to her like it's a very it was a very proud father moment yeah but it is and it's and it's just a great memory like it was just super cool it was fun we we are some pretty good gunkles well and we're very fortunate yes we are here's another fun memory for you do Mm. you remember the walker stalker cruise how could i forget any second of the most amazing vacation I've ever been. It on. was so good. So it was my second cruise because you didn't get to go on our first family cruise. And Tony and I were huge fans. We still are, but we are just not very caught up on um, Walking Dead. The Walking Dead. And uh, Tony had found this Walker Stalker cruise that left Miami and went around the Bahamas. So essentially, it's like a Comic Con on a cruise ship that is walking dead themed and it was the most insanely exciting experience of my life it was so it was wonderful we had such a good time so we met several friends in miami and then we got on the ship and aside from all the fun that one can have with a bahamas cruise just imagine that there are zombies on the ship well there weren't zombies on the ship well I mean, there were panels, there were stars, there were interviews, there was a haunted house. There was a haunted house, but there, it was more just, it was like a Comic-Con. It was just people walking around, and there were people that, some people that were dressed up and things like that, but it was more, it was more specific to just a, a bunch of enthusiasts. Oh my right? God, do you remember that girl that came from Asia by herself? My I still mm-hmm. talk to her. We're good friends on I, Instagram. I loved her. She I, was wonderful. She's she came so all the way by herself. By herself. Was totally fine. Brought her selfie stick before that was a thing. Gave me a really good fingernail clipper that I still use to this day. <laughs> it was a, it's a really good fingernail clipper. Um, and she was so lovely. Do you? I mean, we met so many stars from tons. We met my. We met Michonne. Mm. Oh my god! We met Daryl. Mm-hmm. He took. We got a. He took your phone and took a picture of all of us. Took a picture of yeah, us. Your cell phone still has his fingerprints on them. Totally. Mm-hmm. Actually, it's now your cell phone because we swapped. Oh yeah, well, I've wiped phone. it clean since then. Oh. Um. <laughs> that. OCD. Sorry. We met Ty- uh, Ty- Tyrese. I don't know. I was we met say Tyrese. Tyrell. We met. Who was the young lady? 
Latin girl, oh, Latina. Terrible. We haven't watched it. Rosita. So yes. Rosita. Rosita. Yeah, it was pretty much everyone except Rick and Carl. Yeah, because they weren't a part of that yeah. cruise. Yeah. But we. Oh and we my, have some great pictures. Oh my God, there's so many great pictures. We drank a lot and had a really yeah, this good was, time. This was back in the fish days. We got to part. We just partied and had a really, really mm-hmm. fun time. That was also, we had gone and met up with your dad in Miami. That's right. We had dinner the night before and then yeah. went to the hotel. That's yeah. right. I forgot. Yeah, I mean, it was, and that was such a good time too. It was. That it was really so was. Fun. Speaking of my dad, do you remember the holiday party? Oh my God, our first, <laughs> that was our first event together as a couple well technically thanksgiving dinner was our first but that's that wasn't that's not an event that was a holiday this holiday i'm italian i consider meals an event (laughs) (laughs) no but that was like a meal like that was a meal we went over and did the holiday thing this holiday party was Was an event uh, it was an event your dad um and his now ex-wife used to throw these gigantic like holiday parties every single year every year uh it was the, always the second week of december and there was like something insane like 400 people rotated through the house yeah throughout the evening it was nuts lots of music lots of booze lots of decorations jello shots which we force fed everyone it was so much fun and we and you invited me mm-hmm. and we invited we were like well hell if we're gonna do this then we're gonna gay up this here party so we invited a few friends. We invited, yeah, we we had, oh my God, St. Clair, Manzella, Daniel, Daniel. Um, Toke, of course, mm-hmm. Dwayne was there, Blaine was there as yeah. well, <laughs> and then we also had Celia. Celia was there too, remember? Mm-hmm. And my brother, and of course. And Tom was there, of course, and so we like gate up the whole thing, and of course we all became like the fixtures of the party because everyone wanted to take pictures with the gays. And had a good time with us. And That's still one of the best pictures you and I have ever taken. It is. Was it's at that party. Our, it's one of my favorite pictures mm-hmm. of us. My, I'm one. like baby faced. and Yeah, you have no beard. I literally no it's beard, weird. no hair, nothing. But it's so funny. But we, um, you got so drunk that night. Accidentally. And, and toward the so end. drunk that night. And I remember because it was when um Beyonce Beyonce single ladies came mm-hmm. out and the whole night you were like play, play a song i know play something i know <laughs> so all night we danced to either single ladies or halo those are the two songs that we danced to the whole but night. we danced we took over the living room we did it was mm-hmm. so much fun that was and then fun. and then i remember you had to take me to bed i did and your dad was like he's fine i was like He's not, and he's going to bed. <laughs> Good night, and thank you. Like, we're I remember, though, we nearly shut that party down. I remember that by the time we were done, there was only like eight people in the island around the kitchen. Yeah, no, we were fine. I mean... And that was when the good scotch came out. And that was when I said, good (laughs) night. Well, yeah, because you couldn't stand. You were just like all over. You literally had to help me to the bedroom. Yeah, it was a a mess. You were a mess. I was... I was... 18 sheets to the wind. (laughs) For for sure. Mm -hmm. That was a good time, though. Mm -hmm. It was super fun. And, you know, it's one of those things like once a year, once every few years, once in a while, whatever. It was it was fun. It was super fun. We had such a great time. That's fun. So Mm -hmm. we're up to I think that's five memories Mm. i have another one for you do you remember i mean because it wasn't that long ago but do you remember moving to new york not at all 
Yeah, I so I had always so this is kind of a two part story because do you remember when we first started dating? I had always wanted to move to New York and a mm-hmm. job had come up because I'd always been like just looking at jobs. I had been recruited by lots of jobs and things like that. So I always kind of kept myself out there and um, a job opportunity in New York came available and I just submitted a resume. Oh, I was so mad. At and you. I told you and we had only been dating for like maybe three months or so, three or four months. And I was like, oh, and I just told you in passing, I was like, oh, yeah, a job in New York, blah, 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 blah. And you were pissed. I was so mad at you. You did not want to even talk to me. Not in like an intimate partner violence kind of way. Like, live your life, do your thing. Like, it wasn't that. I wasn't trying to control you. But, like, I was mad. Like, this already meant so much to me. And to hear that you did that, I was like, oh, bastard. Yeah, it was a lot. It was intense. But I was like, don't even worry about it. Like, I'll never get it. And I didn't. So, uh, you know, five months later or five years later, we didn't end up. um, I ended up getting another job opportunity and they moved me to Vegas temporarily. And I was traveling to New York so often that they finally were like, let's just move you to New York. And so you and I were not together at the time. And uh, I was like, I'm moving to New York. And we had made the decision to be back to we were back together but this was it was like a long distance back together because remember you had come to visit me in vegas and we had like officially decided that we were back together but we were long distance distancing it for a minute we were broken up for a while i don't remember exactly when we got back together maybe it was that trip you would remember better than we I, were together. yeah we were we were separated for a while and then i told you i was moving to vegas or uh, new york and you said that you would meet me in new york so we um and then when when did i come so i moved to new york in may of 2013 and you came to visit in like june but when did i move here in august the day before our anniversary mm-hmm. yeah um, before our, which is very important to me. I wanted to. It was like before our five-year anniversary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is that math right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, well, I can't ask you. You don't know how to do oh, math correctly. Stop. Um, it landed. Yeah. <laughs> so um, yeah, you came out here, but it was funny because when you came to visit, I was like trying to like sell you on the New York thing. So we mm-hmm. did like very like normal everyday New Yorker type stuff. Nothing that involved Times Square. Or the Statue of Liberty, or the Empire State Building. No, you took me to the East River. Mm-hmm. You took me to Nintendo World, which you're a bastard. Rockefeller for doing Center. That. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and we just ate like normal like pizza and had good times and mm-hmm. the local bar and things like that and had a fun time. And then mm-hmm. you moved here in August and it was fun and we had a good time. You, it was honestly, it was a really hard time for us, but it was one of my favorite times for us. It was tough. It was tough. I have never been without a job for as long as I was when I got here, Yeah, which is so weird because my um, profession, you typically can work anywhere and don't have to wait very long. And in New York, one would think there would be a lot more opportunities. But I have honestly never been without a job as long as I was when I got here. Yeah. And I remember... So here's the next story. Do you remember my first job? Do you remember how I got my first job? Well, you had to mail in a resume. So I had applied to almost 500 jobs. Almost 500. 
Um, and there was this one job with the government that had been sitting, uh, waiting to go out, but I just wouldn't send it out because they wanted, literally wanted paper. Like there was nothing online. There was no electronic submission. They wanted paper. They wanted a stamp. And I was like, we don't even have stamps because who does that anymore? And I was in no rush to send that out. And I was talking to you about and you came it. came home and, and you, you were, were like, like, why have you not applied to this job? Well, and, and you, you said, like, isn't this about to like expire? And I said, yeah, it's like three days. And you said, you and should just like, send just this. Just send it. You were like, this is the stupidest thing ever. And I was like, look, sometimes the hardest, most rewarding thing, or I'm sorry, sometimes the most rewarding things are the hardest things to attain, right? Well, so, and let's be fair. I put a stamp on an envelope. That's not that hard. It's really not that yeah. difficult, but I was like, just do it. You'd be surprised at what happened. Stone. And sure enough, like days later, after yeah. sending it out, they responded to you and asked you for an interview. And I remember going to that building and being frightened, as I always am when I interview for things. Um, and I was so frightened. And I remember there was all these other people in the room. And I said, well, ladies, I don't know why you're scared. You're going to get this job. You're clear. Because I was talking to them. I was learning about their experience. And I was like, I don't know why you're the least bit scared about this. You're going to do great. You're going to get this job. Um, and and I remember I interviewed. And later I learned, my boss told me, and it was the nicest thing ever. But she told me she literally left the interview and said that it, it was her first interview of the day. And they were hiring for multiple positions. And she said, I got one. Mm. Like right from the beginning, I got one. And I remember I interviewed with multiple people at that interview with her, and all of them said, this is this is Rest someone to guy. hire. Hmm. And it was like, that was so wonderful for me because, I mean, that's just wonderful all the time. Like, that's super nice when, like, strangers meet you once and are like, yes, I'm going to invest in you. Like, what a wonderful thing yeah, to have. Sure. Yeah, what a, what a cup filler, you know? I love it. But to have been without work for as long as I was to then have that happen... Uh, was super super cool. I don't know. We I was you know I was able to take care of us at the time, which was fine. And uh, I yeah, just, but I don't like not being able to provide. Of course not. And you know it was, but it, I didn't care because I had you here, mm -hmm. and it was just so much fun. And um, I don't know. We had like the best like loosest times of our lives. Like we did karaoke and we hung out at the bar and we played around and we sight saw like we just had fun we just had a good time learning the city doing it together with one another it was just incredible mm. it was just so much fun mm -hmm. i really enjoyed that there's so i think we're at six we have three more memories and then we can cut this uh segment short but mm. One of the memories I wanted to talk to you about, do you remember our first um, meal together? Not Ruby Tuesdays, not that meal. I'm talking, I should say our first breakfast together. Do you remember where we ate? Oh, the little cafe, like a block and a half from, no. Not that one. Which one? Einstein Brothers Bagels. That wasn't our first. It was. It was the, one of the first times that we had gone out and eaten with each other. This, this is... Uh, I know what you're mistaken. Saying. I know what you're, you're mistaken. Saying. Okay. Yeah. Well, I remember. Do you remember Einstein bagels is a good setup. Do you remember Einstein first bagels. breakfast? That's not. That wasn't our first. Well, breakfast. I remember. But Einstein bagels, the thing you quoted Einstein in our bagels wedding vows. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Where um, you. So embarrassing. In a very. I mean, first of all, we were getting egg sandwiches and you were like, I know. I, I didn't have, get an egg sandwich. I know. What did you get then? I had an everything bagel. With hummus, sprouts, and a variety of vegetables. Mm, I don't remember that, but okay. I wouldn't order eggs. Um, 
I remember you <laughs> saying, I know that I don't spend a lot of money and I can be pretty cheap, but $6 for an egg sandwich seems kind of expensive to me. And I was like, oh my gosh, you are, look, I, you, I see, I'm speechless right now. I couldn't even put together a complete thought at the time. Um, but it was really funny. And during the time that we were talking to one another, you had said, um, see, when we get a, a joint bank account, uh, things like egg sandwiches won't be something that we buy on a frequent basis. And I said, a joint bank account? And you realized exactly what you had said. And withdrew it immediately. And you were like, you like blew it off. And I didn't say, I didn't press you for anything. I just left it alone. But I just thought that that was so funny. It was a cute little moment. No, I was like, uh, mm, uh, I don't, no, no, nothing. How's your, how's your sandwich? Yeah. <laughs> Do you remember? So that was another memory. Do you remember the first piece of furniture that we bought together? That horrible dvd rack that i can see out of the corner of my eyes it's that was it's i don't think it's the same i guess it may have been the same one then. oh it's the same one yeah no we haven't bought another wow, one wow that's that's yeah. a very valid point there mm-hmm. you go yeah we yeah. um balsa wood and whatever cheaper than balsa wood is <laughs> i yeah it was so tony has quite the collection of dvds i love movies and he always wanted to keep them everywhere we went. So we needed a very large DVD rack to house all of those DVDs. A DVD rack that is somewhat useless at this point in time. It's just a very large piece of furniture that <laughs> literally is barely holding up at this point. I mean, you added a bunch of bolts and screws and... It's literally the Frankenstein's monster of our furniture. Kind of is. Yeah, Fire's definitely bad. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was the first piece of furniture that we bought together to house all of your DVDs, mm. which was fun. So what is that? That's seven, eight. We got mm-hmm. one more memory. Make it a count. Make it a good one. Mm. What was the name of the bar that we used to frequent all the time? Where? Back in Florida. Georgie's? Georgie's, Georgie's Alibi. May she rest in peace. Because it's no longer yeah, a she's thing. Gone now. Yeah, it's where we met. It's where we hung out with some regularity. It's where we went when people came into town. So here, I'll I'll see your Georgie's memory, and without going to ten, I will raise you a meeting Mora. Well, sure. So, hiding behind the little window in your apartment, the weird window between your kitchen and your dining area our apartment because you ended up well eventually yeah eventually Mm -hmm. i moved there and she came and i jumped out from behind there and said boo and she immediately responded by saying boo back which is like the cutest thing and that was when we discovered four locos which were dangerous and we were in our 20s so we didn't just drink 18% alcohol by itself, we decided to add vodka. That and was that, your idea. Let's just make sure that Well, that's we fine. That Whatever was my idea. But we decided that a full drink became a mixer. And we drank, and then we went to Georgie's. And dear sweet girl had some issues it's that not, evening. It was just a very rough night. But that was kind <laughs> of our whole Georgie's experience, right? Like we, I mean, we were friends with the bartender. We knew the owner, Ed. 
I remember now. Like we, we had friends at all three bars in that bar. Yeah, we knew everyone. Mm-hmm. We were, I mean, we knew the drag queens. We did. We, we were very involved at that point. We were. We were. I mean, Georgie's was like our stomping grounds. Like that was like pretty much anyone started to walk through the front door, and we would look and. Half the time, I would say we knew them. I was there probably two to three nights a week. Crazy, because Silly children yeah, I would literally like go hang out there. Always there for Thursday night Long Island night, right? That was always a thing. Five dollar, uh, three dollar, three dollar, three dollar Long Island for a, and a mason, mason jar. jar full of, and not a little mason jar, a big old jam holding mason jar. Yeah, that was so much alcohol. Yeah. And then I was there the night that Barack Obama won his first term presidency. Mm. I was at Georgie's Alibi that night. That is so funny. That's the that's the place I first saw the single ladies music video. That is true. That's where we danced two million dollar bill the club oh, remix with Dwayne. Oh, Dwayne. Every times. time it came on, that was his jam. Dwayne, that was back when my, he couldn't dance. My best friend, <laughs> my best friend, who refused to dance yeah. for a really yeah. long time, and then later danced. Later, Georgie's alibi. <laughs> I'm the later. one that got him to dance <laughs> at Georgie's alibi. That was like my doing. Georgie's mm-hmm. alibi did that. Georgie's alibi was the night that I told you I loved you. Mm-hmm. Georgie's alibi was the night that you told me you dug my chili. Georgie's alibi was. I mean, we had. I we that was used where I first to do brunch. You. Yeah, we used to brunch. You remember when we would brunch there mm-hmm. and do all of that. Um, do you remember the drag queen Natasha that used to be there? Which one? The one that used to always do the lip thing. Like she would always and had the big and could flex her boobs. Remember her big? No. Oh my God. I loved her. No, I don't remember that. She was so much fun. So much fun. I, I remember I met meeting Alexis Mateo there. Alexis Mateo. We met quite a few RuPaul's Drag Race queens there. That's true. On Gina, we met mm-hmm. there as well. We also met... Um, uh, why can I not think of her name right now? But we, I mean, we met quite a few RuPaul's mm-hmm, Drag Race mm-hmm. drag queens from there. It was a good, that was our place. We That's a them. good ninth memory for the ninth year. Yeah. Well, I love you. We've made it nine years together. Mm-hmm. That is insanity. Which is what I'm going to plea when I murder you. <laughs> well, that just got real more <laughs> I'm over here trying to tell you that I love you and you're trying to murder me. At least we have record <laughs> with this podcast recording. Um, yes, it's a wonderful trip down memory lane and I'm crazy about you. You're crazy, yes. Mm. Um, crazy for you. Oh, he sings too. Mm. I thought you were going to sing Crazy in Love. No. Drunk in Love? No. Oh, well, okay. On that note, <laughs> let's take a break. There you go. We'll see y'all soon. Hey, everyone. We cannot thank you enough for taking the time to listen to our podcast and for allowing us to be a part of your Wednesdays. If you love relationship, please follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship for even more relationship content and information. And if you have any relationship questions or topics, that you'd like for us to discuss on the podcast, email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your questions on air and do our very best to share our thoughts and offer guidance based on our very own experiences. Please don't forget to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, or Stitcher 
And if you're a fan of the show, make sure to leave us a five-star rating and give us a great review. Your support is much appreciated, and from the bottom of both of our hearts, we want to thank you. Now, let's get back to the show. All right, folks, now it's time for our listener situations. That's right. Send your relationship questions or comments to relationshitquestions at gmail.com. Tony and I will read your emails here on the show and do our best to give some guidance. So, pop, lock, and drop it. Pop, lock, and drop it. (laughs) Sometimes I don't know who you are. (laughs) Oh, you know exactly who I am. Sometimes you just can't imagine that you married it. Yeah, that's more accurate. Yeah, I know. Moving on. Our first email. Hi, Cretellis. My name is John, and I live in Texas. I've been seeing a guy for about three months now, and he's really nice, and I like him a lot. Oh, that's good. I just don't think I'm as physically attracted to him now like I was when we first started seeing each other. We aren't serious. As a matter of fact, we don't even call each other boyfriends, but I spend most of my time with him, and we don't sleep with other people. I just don't think he's as attractive as he was when we first met and really think I should call it all off, but I don't want to hurt his feelings. What should I do? Um... I mean, it's only been three months. Um, I will say that to the last part of your email, you're going to hurt anybody's feelings when you break up with them. That's just unavoidable. Um, There are nicer ways of doing it. Uh, Certainly, you don't have to bring up the fact that you're not physically attracted to him. Maybe that's not the way to do it. You're an Ugmo. I don't like you anymore. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) I thought you were cute, but Mm, mm, must have been the lady. The lights are on. Yeah. Yeah, Not not a good way to go. Um, But... You know, this doesn't sound so serious. This isn't like months and months and months or years of being together or, you know, building a whole bunch of things together. This is someone you thought you were into. It's been three months. You're not really into them. It doesn't sound like there's a whole lot to sort of analyze and go through here. If you're not attracted to him, you're not attracted to him. Um, Sex is important. Being attracted to your partner is very important. Uh, It's one of those things I would say is probably a deal breaker. Um, And if you're not feeling that way, I think it's okay to end it. I mean, I think the good news is that it's only three months, right? Right, that's what I'm saying. Uh, yeah, three months is, is like, really good. I, you know, I mean, kind of to Tony's point, like, you're, it's still early enough within the relationship or situationship, I don't know what it is, that you guys have the ability to um, to break it off without anybody getting, like, too butthurt, <laughs> pun intended, behind the situation. So I feel like... Um, I, I, I just feel like it, it, it's easy to just be like, you know what? I like I've enjoyed my time with you, but I just don't know that I see this moving forward in, in, in any kind of way with me. Like, I hope we can be friends, but like that'll be the beginning and end of it for me. And then just leave it at that. You know, again, like Tony said, you don't have to hurt feelings by saying like, you know, I think you're a Shrek and I no longer want to be with you. Oh, dear. Um, but I don't know. I don't know how he's feeling. I don't know where he's at. Um, but I, I do think it is important for you to, to end it because the longer you let this last, the more, uh, feelings get attached to the situation. Um, and the more chances that you'll have of actually hurting his feelings. And so, uh, get rid of it. End it right now. Like be like, just be a decent human being again, honor Dan Savage's campfire rule and, uh, get out of there. 
There you go. All right, our next one. Hi, guys. I'd like to stay anonymous if that's okay. Sure. Nope, I don't like you. <laughs> and we're done reading the email. Yeah. Um, my boyfriend and I have been uh, listening to your show, show religiously since we discovered it. I love the non-judgmental way you give advice, and I really love it when Marco gets sassy. <laughs> 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 I love it, too. I love that my sass has a following. Uh, yeah. That's <laughs> its own Twitter account. Yes. Uh, I'm hoping for some of that here. Oh, he wants some of your sassiness. Don't worry. He'll dish it out. Uh, <laughs> I only came out to my family a couple of years ago. My current boyfriend is the second guy I have brought around my family. They say they like him, but sometimes during dinner or when we are watching TV together, they, some, they say some less than gay-friendly things. Nothing that is an outright attack, but definitely bordering on microaggression. Any thoughts on what we can do? Okay. So, um, it doesn't matter when you came out. Um, you know, your family still has to respect you and your boyfriend. They may need some time to adjust to the idea of you being gay and... They may need some time to understand how they have to adjust their behavior in response to your being gay. And that's fine. You can give them that space. Um, but you're giving them that space. There is no, and I mean no excuse for homophobia, microaggressions. Uh, you need to stick up for your man. He needs to stick up for you. It doesn't matter who it is. Um, again, I believe that when you come out, you are dropping a bomb on your family. Uh, and I think it's only natural for them to need some time. I think it's great when they don't. Don't get me wrong. But I think it's only natural that they need some time. But this isn't that. This is um, intolerance. This is homophobia. This is something you shouldn't have to put up with. This is not a part of everyone sort of coming to understand uh, what's going on. There's there's no reason for you not to have respect. Um yeah, I mean, I just, it's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I know there are some people in my family who um, maybe have some older world views, um, but they either outright treat my husband with respect and really like him, um, or they don't say anything. Now, I'm not an idiot. There have been several occasions where I've heard something get stifled in the middle of being said that I know was either going to be racist or homophobic. Um, and like, it's good that it stopped mid sentence. That's, you know, I, I'm not, you do what you do when I'm not around, but when I'm around, you will be respectful. Um, and that's just the truth of it. So, I mean, and, and if something was said around you, I would definitely stick up for you. And I think that applies here too. I appreciate that. And just, and, and I love that. And I know that about you, but let the record reflect. If something was said about me, I'm gonna have to stick up for myself. Here comes not, the sass. You're not getting ready to say anything <laughs> about me to my face um, and think that you're just going to get away with it and say whatever it is that you want to say. So my thing is uh, I would stop them dead. In, I don't like microaggressions. I think that they're bullshit. Mm. So if you decide that you want to say something under your breath or say a sarcastic or cutting little scenario in which I have to like, question whether or not you actually said it or anything like that 
I'm just going to call you out on the situation and figure out what the fuck it was that you were actually trying to get across. So if you have something to say to me, you're going to say it to me. We're both adults in this situation. So if you don't like him or you don't enjoy our situation or you are homophobic or you have an issue with the situation, just fucking say it. Just say it so then I know how to deal with the situation. But don't be two-faced. Like, don't say one thing to me and then make me feel a certain way about the situation. But in all actuality, you actually feel a completely different way about it. I don't do well with that. That is mm-hmm. not something that like I, that works well with me. And I don't come from a family that does very well with that. So I would stop them dead in their tracks and say, I'm sorry, Please help me understand a little bit more about what it is that you were trying to say, because it sounded like you were trying to say X, Y, and Z. And I would have a very hard time understanding how that is true, especially since me and my boyfriend are here in this moment and you uh, invited us over for the situation. If you don't want us to be here, we will make ourselves not present. And I would just leave it at that situation. Again, I've said this before, but Dan Savage has always said that when you get in your adult life as a gay lesbian transgender human being you have the ability to only hold one thing over your parents head and that is your lack of presence that is the only thing that you have and if they are not able to fit in or uh respect or understand who you are at this um fork in the road or a juncture whatever Mm -hmm. it is that you're at right now in your life then they don't get to have you around the way that they would normally so they need to know and learn how to uh respect you a little bit more so i would just say uh hit it head on like literally go to them and ask them what it is exactly that they... I mean, and maybe you don't need to cause a scene. I'm more of a scene causer. Um, <laughs> but, you know, maybe you don't need to uh, cause a big scene or anything like that. But take your mom and your dad to the side and say, like, hey, I've got to be honest with you. I kind of feel like you guys are being a little, uh, uh, I don't know, snippy or, um, I don't know, rude to my boyfriend whenever we're around. That there's these, like, teeny tiny little bits of... Uh, aggression that you're passing along uh it reads as homophobia to me am i being delusional or uh is this something that you guys want to bring to my attention so i know how to move forward within the situation and say and let them know like it's fine if you guys feel that way like i can understand that this may be how you guys feel about the situation but i need you to understand that if that is the way that you're going to feel i'm not going to subject my boyfriend to that like i'm not going to do that to him because that's not fair it's not fair to him it's not respectful to me and we we don't have to be a part of that. I can hang out with people who don't do that to me. <laughs> so, like, yeah. so you need to uh, let me know what's going on, and and I will not make you uncomfortable going forward. And that will just be the way that we move about our lives. And that'll be it. And I'll see you at weddings and funerals. And that'll be about it. And I, um, you know, I got the sense that there's multiple players at these dinners, that it's not just one or two. And if that's the case, then you also have the option of, well, I can't come over to the dinner where the people make the homophobic comments because I'd rather spend time with my boyfriend. Um, But I tell you what, I'll throw a dinner party 
next week, but I'm only inviting the non-homophobic family members. Sure. And you can still be connected to your family. And you're not doing that to be a jerk. You love your family and you want to be around them. You just don't want to be around the ones that are saying nasty things. And either that will be what you do going forward is have two separate family dinners on two separate nights. Um, or the other people will kind of, you know. Get the hint? Well, they'll get... Um, They'll be treated for their rectal cranial inversion, and they will be okay. Oh. <laughs> and that will be that. So I think the advice for this week is a bit harsher than we normally do. Well, at least than I normally do. <laughs> but I'm sticking to it. That's what we said. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think we said anything wrong. I think we made it what it's supposed to be, right? Cheers. Cheers to that. Let's take a short break. We'll be back in just a bit. So that's going to do it for this week's episode. Thanks for tuning in and being a part of this really important conversation. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Pod Relationship. And don't forget to subscribe and rate us. And tell at least one person you know. <laughs> you can also email us at relationshipquestions at gmail.com if you have any questions or comments that you'd like us to address here on the show. And if you're in the New York City area, remember to join our group on meetup.com for more relationship content and activities. Anthony and I will be harassing your ears next week. And remember, you may think you know it all, but you don't know jack shit. 